We're in a message series called Target Practice. Aim here, not there. We're taking a look at the fruit of the Spirit, which is the ultimate virtue list in the uh, New Testament. All of these are character qualities of the Lord Himself. And, um, and this is a section of the Bible that contrasts doing life on your own terms and in your own power versus doing life on God's terms and in His energy. And uh, the Lord uh, helps us. The Lord will not zap you into strong Christian character. Let me say that again. God will not zap you into strong Christian character, but the Lord will help you. He's our holy helper. The Holy Spirit is your holy helper. The Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Spirit, the Holy Spirit uh, is the invisible, very real presence of God within you and among us, and the Holy Spirit is helping us, not just helping you jump higher, helping you uh, embrace the character of Christ. And this is a growth process. It happens over a lifetime. It's been said that God wants to get you into heaven, but he also wants to get heaven into you. God gets us into heaven by way of justification. God gets heaven into us by way of sanctification, whereby we grow with the Holy Spirit over time. Listen very carefully. As a disciple of Jesus Christ, as a follower of God, as a Christian, we do not have permission to act like the world. Let me state it again. As believers in Christ, we do not have permission to act like the world. The Bible says you come out from the world and you be separate. That doesn't mean you act like you're uh, superior. It doesn't mean you don't have relationships with people who are unbelievers. But we don't have permission from God uh, to act worldly. God wants us to pursue the character of Christ. Let me put a photo up here on the screen. This is a photo of John Stott. One of my heroes in the faith, he died in 2011. He was a uh, British gentleman, a fantastic Bible teacher, author, scholar, pastor. The New York Times uh, said about 20 years ago that if the evangelical world could vote for a pope, it would be John Stott. Here's the way John Stott would begin each day. You ready? Heavenly Father, I pray that this day I may live in your presence and please you more and more. Lord Jesus, I pray that this day I may take up my cross and follow you. Holy Spirit, I pray that this day you will fill me with yourself and cause your fruit to ripen in my, in my life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All right? That's from Galatians chapter 5. And uh, there it is. You see it. But the fruit, in other words, this is internal of the Spirit, the Spirit helping us here. The fruit of the Spirit is, and notice all of these qualities are connected to godliness. Love. 
God is love. Joy, the joy of the Lord. Peace, patience, the kindness of God. Goodness. You know, last week I, I, we were talking about goodness. Uh, I mentioned how that the term good actually has fallen on hard times. It's almost sort of a dull word. It's lost its luster. You go to a restaurant and uh, you ask somebody about it and say, well, well, what was it like? How was the movie like? Well, what was the movie like? Well, it was, it was good. What was the restaurant like? Well, it was, it was good. You mean it wasn't very good? You mean it wasn't great? It wasn't awesome? It wasn't fantastic? You just, well, it was good. Um, there is a, um, um, I told the first service this last week, um, there is a motel between Amarillo and Texas and Durango, Colorado called the It'll Do Motel. The It'll Do Motel. And, and it, it, that communicates what it is. It, it, if you're looking for um, a, a clean, if you're looking for clean sheets and running water, you got it right there. It'll do. If you're looking for an omelet bar at the breakfast buffet or a spa, you're not going to find that at the It'll Do Motel. And a lot of people, they see the, the word uh, good here. Well, that's just It'll Do. It's a Monday. No, this is the goodness of God. And a, a lot of business people are very familiar with the business book. We got to go from good to great. I submit to you that many believers need to go from great to good. You're great at what you do, but are you pursuing the goodness of God, the generosity of God? Well, today let's talk about faithfulness and gentleness. Faithfulness. Uh, William Barclay calls faithfulness the virtue of reliability. Gang, it basically means you keep your commitments. You keep your commitments long after the mood has passed in which you made that commitment. You keep the commitment when it's difficult. You keep that commitment when you're going through silent years and dull times. And uh, I'm not saying you should never make a transition, but you make sure that you've consulted with the Lord and you're not just bailing. Listen, God's faithfulness is key to us, right? We're certain of our salvation. Why? Because God is faithful to us. And we're taught if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. Our certainty of our uh, eternal home is based on the faithfulness of God. Without the faithfulness of God, we're just sort of lost at sea. So then it's not, not surprising, right, that part of the fruit of the Spirit is that his people are faithful. And gang, we live in a culture, and our culture is trying to form us to pursue just whimsical happiness. And the value of commitment and our word and stick with itness has gone out the door. Consumerism is fine. Consumerism has its place. If you can buy paper, the same paper towels cheaper elsewhere, go for it. But when consumerism gets brought into your spiritual life, when consumerism gets brought into your relationships, 
in your marriage. My friend, that's a problem. Faithfulness says, I'm going to stick with this. All right, let me put a definition up here on the on the screen. Faithfulness is basically dependability over the long haul with integrity and excellence. Dependability over the long haul with integrity and excellence. If you're taking notes, as I'm sure all of you are, the first blank is just that dependability. You can count on that person, but you can count on them to function with integrity, reliability, honesty. And if they don't get it right, they'll seek to make it right. And with excellence, notice I did not say perfection. Perfectionists wear themselves out and they wear out everybody around them. Perfection is a mirage. It's a hallucination. Seeking excellence says, let's aim to get better. Let's aim to make progress. And my friends, excellence is something you do for the Lord. For the Lord, right? I mean, Jesus taught us, he said, if somebody wants to force you to go one mile, go with them too. In other words, leave mediocrity in the dust, which you have to do, and give second mile service. Somebody says, well, you know, Ronnie, at my job, they don't really pay me enough to be excellent. Your payment has nothing to do really with your relationship with God. You're serving Him with if human eyes are on you or not on you. And your ultimate reward comes from God. He's paying attention, and He rewards you in ways that no one else can do. Dependability over the long haul with integrity and excellence, the next words are just That's it, the the long haul, over time. Um, One of the best compliments anybody could ever give you is to say, I take you for granted in a good way because I know you're going to show up. I know you're going to suit up. I know you're going to tackle your assignment and trust God for the results. And then here's another phrase. Gifts plus grit is a winning combination. (laughs) Faithfulness has a little grit mixed in with it. And you know what grit is. Grit is that combination of resilience. I'm not going to be easily deterred. Uh, I'm going to expect challenges. I'll expect opposition. Sometimes I'm going to have to play hurt. I'm going to find a way. If I don't know how to do it, there are others who can help me. But there's some grit. And God gives you gifts. But how many people do you know who have gifts, but they're so easily deterred and they easily bail? But gifts plus some grit, it's a winning combination. Remember, God doesn't zap you into stronger Christian character. You partner with him. He does the hard part. He does the supernatural part. But you bring some grit. Some of you remember that wonderful book. It was written in 1930. About 
the little engine that could. Waddy Piper. And in that, in that uh, story, there's a small, there's a, there's a, there's a train uh, that uh, is stuck on one side of the mountain. On the other side of the mountain, there's a group of children, and they need food, and they need toys, and this train is stuck, and some engines come by who could help, but they don't. But you remember the story. There was this one plucky little blue engine who, in spite of her size, continued to say, what? Put the image back up there. I think I can. Grit. I think I can. And my friends, as believers, we think we can because we're not on our own. God is willing to be our partner, but let's bring some grit, some faithfulness. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to see in us. Now, let me get real specific here. Some areas where I think we need to be faithful. One, how about you be a faithful friend when it comes to information? Can you be a faithful friend where you can keep a secret when a secret needs to be kept? Can you be a faithful friend when, you can, when someone can confess a sin to you? But you will be that locked box and you will be confidential. Somebody says, well now, Ronnie, I can keep a secret. I only tell one person at a time. Let's be faithful friends. How about faithful with your money? Jesus taught more about money than virtually any other topic except the kingdom of God. And he says, if I cannot trust you with worldly wealth, what can I trust you with? And my friend, if, if God's people are not faithful with their money, then how in the world will the cause of Christ get energized and fueled? And I submit to you that before you buy or redecorate anything else, you take a good look at your own resources and ask, are we bringing a degree of faithfulness before God regarding our money? And to whom much is given, much is required. To whom little is given, less is required. But faithfulness is not generic and wispy. It has to do with being faithful in a specific time and place and moment. How about faithful in prayer? Not giving up. Because you know, don't you? You know that it's in the the silent years. It's in those quiet times between our asking and receiving. It's in that, it's in that span. That's our, that's our growth zone. If I ask and immediately receive, I mean, but if we're asking and, there's a, and there are silent years, that's, our, that's actually our, our growth zone where we can be Faithful and faithful in your marriage. Remember your vows. Richer, poor, sickness and health, to death, do us part. Remember our last series? I know you do. It's from the book of Habakkuk. 
Habakkuk, your favorite Old Testament book. And Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, that statement that's repeated three times in the New Testament, the righteous will live by faithfulness. In other words, you're part of a minority. You're part of a remnant. You may be surrounded by a culture that's going nuts, that's crazy. You may live in a culture that's full of irresponsibility and immorality. You don't need to become bitter and cynical. You may live in a culture where every time you go to a parking lot, somebody's parking in a handicapped space, and they're not handicapped. You don't need to get bitter and, and cynical. You just know the righteous keep living by faithfulness. Not everybody's righteous. Not everybody wants to be faithful. But you are a part of that wonderful, creative minority serving the Lord. And listen, and being faithful to the Lord. And listen, faithful to the Lord with some joy in your heart and a smile on your face because that makes a world of difference. Now, very quickly, let's talk gentleness. Gentleness sometimes gets a bad rap. But the only time in the Gospels where Jesus describes his own heart, he says what? I am gentle and lowly in heart. Let me tell you what gentleness is not. It is not spinelessness. The Bible describes Moses and Jesus as being gentle. They were not spineless. What is gentleness? Look here. It's measured, considerate reactions. In other words, you don't have to go from zero to 100. You can have measured, considered, appropriate reactions. And thirdly, only the strong can be gentle. Only the strong can be gentle. Um, my three-year-old granddaughter, Millie, cannot be gentle with me. You know why? She's not that strong. If I were to say to Millie, Millie, I want you to hit me on my shoulder as hard as you can. And let's say she just rears back and punches me with all of her might. It's not going to hurt. She's a three-year-old little girl. She's not that strong. I would never say to one of my four grandsons, Jackson, Ben, James, even the youngest grandson, Jude. I would never say to one of those grandsons, all right, guys, step back and hit me as hard as you can. I would never say that. I would say, I'm going to give you a free punch, and then I want you to be gentle. Only the strong can be gentle. When I was in high school, and then even some in college, I was, uh, I was actually a disc jockey. I uh, started when I was like 16, and I worked for a radio station, WKRM, WKOM, but also worked for a broadcasting corporation where sometimes they would send me to a, a, a town for a week or two, 
and uh, I'd work at a station. It's mostly, you know, rock music, pop rock. I did do a two-week stint at a country uh, music station. Um, the most memorable country song I remember from the 1970s was a duet by Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn, and it was called You're the Reason Our Kids Are So Ugly. I'm not making this up. You can Google it later. All right, there you go. But when I started in, uh, in, in radio, uh, the engineer, Cam, taught me. He said, now, Ronnie, look at this meter. And over here to the right, there's the red zone. You don't want the needle constantly going to the red zone. Because when that needle is over in the red zone, you know what happens? The sound gets distorted. And so you want to manage the sound so that it stays out of the red zone. Sometimes your communications, maybe sometimes your relationships get distorted because your needle stays over in the red zone. And it's very possible for you, listen, it's very possible for us to become the kind of people where we, don't, where we don't have to go from zero to 100, we can keep the needle out of the red zone, we can speak directly, we're not spineless, we can speak directly, we can challenge directly, but we can also care deeply about the relationship. And we can make a point without making a scene. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, brothers, if anyone's caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him, notice, in the spirit of gentleness. And you keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Not spinelessness, but measured, wise, considered responses. Titus 3, remind everyone to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. All right? So we've talked today about faithfulness and gentleness. And remember, the most gentle person you will ever encounter is God himself who doesn't want to break you, just wants to love you, care for you, forgive you, help you. And God is faithful. And when you are gentle, what a difference you make. You keep the needle out of the bread. You can speak directly but care deeply about the relationship. And when we're faithful, what a difference that makes. You're going to show up. You're going to suit up. You're going to do the next right thing. And you're going to trust God for the results. Now, I've got a couple of questions. Here's the first one on the screen. And this is a, a vital, good question. What can God do for me? Because he is our great, good God. But another very important question is this one. What 
can God do through me? And the fruit of the Spirit, watered, nurtured, fed in our lives, makes us so, so usable.